Hi, and welcome back to this episode of the podcast. This one is a little bit personal today. I'm going to be talking about shifts I've made that have changed my business for the better in 2022. But really, you know, these shifts have been in progress and happening since late last year. So let's get started. Last year and probably the year before really was a doozy. I think for all of us, we're taking in a lot of information. Things are changing quickly. There's a lot of things out of our control and very unpredictable. And I think the first year of the pandemic was probably just survival mode. It was like, the kids are home. Now we're homeschooling. Now we're doing this. And while things shifted, it felt like for me, I didn't have time to process all of those things until the next year. So probably quarter three into quarter four for 2021, I really noticed that for me personally, I was hitting a huge wall. I think most of us have those times in business where we think, I just want to burn it all down. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun. I'm not enjoying it. But in the past, those times have ebbed and flowed, right? There wasn't like a long stretch of time where I felt like this really wasn't a fit for me. And by this, I mean, you know, my business working in the online space. And that really changed last year, at least in the last part of the year. I hit a huge wall and I just felt like, I don't know if I can keep doing this anymore. I think one of the things that stopped me from calling it quits and just saying like, let's take my toys out of the sandbox and go play somewhere else is that I know my heart that I wouldn't be able to stay away. Like there is just something about being an entrepreneur that if it's in your heart, you can't turn it off and on. And so I'm probably substantially unemployable at this point as far as working in somebody else's business. So knowing that my interest and my heart still was in this area, it then was up to me to think about like, why is this hard? How much of this is outside influence and how much of this is circumstance? Is there any part of this that's burnout? Is this processing all the collective events that have led us up to this point? All of those questions had to be asked and answered before I was able to fully step into 2022 and move past that. Another thing that was going on at approximately the same time is I started certification and it's one that I was so, so excited about and had been wanting to do for quite a while. So this is the inner voice facilitator training certification. The goal of the certification is really to help people tune in to that inner guidance that we all have, listen to that inner voice. And as a facilitator, you're taught how to hold these longer spaces of time for clients, like 90 to 120 minutes, where they just get to luxuriate in their inner guidance and tune into that wisdom and that direction and that comfort that only comes from that type of connection. And so And I won't get too deep into this, but one of the things that can happen when you are really deep in your inner voice, when you're connected to that, the originator of this certification, Jess Lively, talks about these emotions that can come up and she calls them beanbags. If you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle, he calls it the pain body, but basically it's just emotion 
stored somewhere in the body. And when you are able to tune into that stillness, like you might have in meditation, when you're able to listen to your inner voice, sometimes those things are ready to come up and be released. And so if you just put your focus on them, the a facilitator can walk you through things like that. But that's a short summary of what a beanbag is and what that process looks like. And I will say it's not always super comfortable, right? You're intensely feeling that emotion that's there. It's temporary. It's safe, but it can be very intense. And so when I started this training, I went into it expecting, I think that's the key word, like the expectation is sometimes what throws us for a loop, but I went into the experience expecting sunshine and rainbows and high vibe and alignment and just a magical unicorn journey. And what I got was what I needed, (laughs) but that was basically a giant dump truck of beanbags. And so what was happening is every time I would find some type of alignment, and if you're not familiar, I would just say, you know, when you're feeling good, everything's going right. Ideas for your work and your projects come easily. You get that front row parking spot at the grocery store. Like just everything seems to be working your way. It's full of gratitude, all of the things. So Needless to say, what would happen is the moment I got into that type of a feeling, my inner voice was like, oh, perfect. You're ready to release this type of, you know, emotion. And I could be in the car driving home. I could be (laughs) trying to do a meditation. I could be trying to work. It was just like these things were coming up and it felt like being like a little crab on the shore and the waves are just hitting you over and over again. And so processing that with these feelings that I'd already, that had already started percolating about the business, along with just sort of that end of the year fatigue. I live in Alaska, so it's really cold, very, very dark at this time of year. We only have a few hours of daylight in Anchorage. So all those things combined, you can imagine I ended the year kind of crawling over the finish line, very worn out and wondering what was going to happen. I didn't make any plans for 2022, which if you're familiar with the type of work that I do as an OBM, that's almost like (laughs) unheard of. Like how can you plan for everybody else's business, but you don't have a plan for your own business. It was just, I had to let that go at that time because I didn't want to plan inauthentically when I didn't have a vision for moving forward. I would say if you're in that kind of a season, what I did to the best of my ability is I was really patient with myself. I've rested when I needed to rest, even when my brain was saying you have all these things to do or that you could be doing. I just really needed that space to process, to integrate the shifts that had happened in my life. And I needed to take that pressure off of myself because the more pressure we put on ourselves, it's just turning down that ability for us to hear and listen where we're really being guided. So that culminated in, you know, needless to say, some big and little shifts that have really made an impact in where I'm at. And as much as I wanted to record this episode sooner, I think it's Brene Brown that says to speak from the scar, not the wound. And before this point, I was just too much in the wound to really have a perspective and be able to share about any of these topics. So basically the training was a great reminder to start listening 
really, really deeply and consistently to my own intuition and guidance. I think we all hear various versions of this online, but also, as you know, if you're in this space at all, there are so many flashing lights and look here and do that. And there's always a newest, best, fastest strategy to whatever goal it is that you're seeking. And for me, I really needed to fully tune in and listen, even when I didn't like the answer, right? Like there's an event that's coming up or has already passed here, uh, the Marketer's Heart event put on by Julie Stoyan and Kathy Olson from you know the Funnel Gorgeous line of products. And I always attend that event. I love it. I think it's super valuable. I know it will be this year, but every time I tune in with my inner voice, it's not the investment I need to make. I am so hyper-focused on what I should do what I'm drawn to be doing and what my plans are that something like that, while really valuable, could also potentially completely derail my mind and want to chase all these other things that they're talking about that are exciting and new. So I'm not saying I won't listen to it, but for right now, I put that on the back burner. And it's a difference because last year I would have just said, well, I'm going to gain stuff for my clients from it. I'm going to always gain. I love learning. And so it's hard for me to turn down learning, learning opportunities, but I am feeling more and more centered in only doing the things that I feel very, very called to in this moment. I think for myself, I started to see what that looked like in my business when I began the podcast. So we launched the podcast. I should know this, but I think it was September or October of 2021. And having a background in managing podcasts, editing podcasts, and then as an OBM, clients who've had podcasts, launched podcasts, all the things, I feel like I have a solid foundation of how to launch, how to run, what things should look like from a very strategic perspective. And I'm not dismissing those perspectives, but for me, I couldn't and I didn't want to launch a podcast and put myself in that box. So I said, I'm going to do this as long as it's fun. And I'm going to maybe take sometimes the less strategic quote unquote route, but I'm going to do what's really authentic and what I'm being called to in this specific area. So for everything from the intro, which most people, if you listen to a podcast, the intro is very strategic people put a lot of time into it because if somebody's new to your show, you want to tell them what they're in for, what they can expect, how often you publish episodes. All those things are great for people to know before they listen to your content. For me, (laughs) maybe because I listen to so many podcasts, I kind of mentally tune them out. It just wasn't the feeling that I wanted for this show. And so as you know, if you've listened we have like a 90s rap mix. We have sort of an emo mix, which came together in a very fast and fun way. And I love them with the help of my team. Because as you know, also, if you're familiar with me, Kim Weldon is a lyrical genius behind all of the rap intros to the podcast and the book episodes. And speaking of that, the book episodes really are not, they weren't a strategic plan. They were an answer to, I'm maxed out on taking in any new information about business. And so I have to have something else for my brain to enjoy, to have fun, to give it a break. 
and to share something that I'm really passionate about with an audience. And it wasn't, I think, based on the analytics of the audience, they're really going to like this. It was just wanting to share from the heart book recommendations and a little bit of fun and joy in a time where maybe other people were feeling the same way that I do. And we will bring those episodes back. I think we've talked about as a team having, you know, spring break, maybe a month of summer, just really moving in and out with what feels good to us and hopefully to our audience too. So I hope that's a good explanation of the start of dipping my toe in the water of how I wanted to show up in business started as that building block. I started with the podcast and said, this is how I want to show up. I want to bring things that bring me joy that will hopefully bring other people joy. I want to not do everything so so strategically that for me, it squeezes the joy and the enjoyment out of it. And I want to be an example too for people to say, hey, there's other ways to do this. Like who connects with you is going to resonate with you most showing up as authentically as you can be in that moment. So that is a little bit about the podcast, how it helps start that shift. But really it has just been for me a beacon of joy and sunshine and such a passion since we started it. It's made me so happy and I hope it's brought you guys some happiness, some great book recommendations some education from our amazing guests, any other thing. And I hope we continue to do that. So this second, third thing that shifted in 2022 is that I started making my health a number one priority. A few things as a mom to young children who are now a little bit older, they're middle-aged children now. (laughs) They are a lot more self-sufficient and switching out of that mindset, you know, or that emotion where it's like you can't really even go to the bathroom by yourself because who knows what they could get into or what crazy thing could happen in the matter of a couple minutes to allowing you to understand and them to understand they have more independence. You have a little more space and freedom. I'm sure that was one part of it. And the other part is starting a business especially when you are just really hustling to get going, there's always more work that you could do. There's more connections. There's more emails. There's more things you could take off of your plate that just give you that temporary mental relief and then boundaries. And then there's the time difference. For me in Alaska, I am four hours different than the East Coast. So if I have clients on the East Coast, they're up and going for many hours, you know, it's like lunchtime by the time my workday starts. It's lunchtime there by the time my workday starts here. And so there's always that little bit of pressure too that feels like I'm constantly behind everybody else. So, you know, that is what it is. But all that to say that my physical health just wasn't a priority to me. I didn't make it a priority. It seemed like I already had a thousand things to plug into a day. And how was I going to fit in 30 minutes of something? But it just became apparent that I was more tired than I needed to be. I wasn't fitting into the clothes that I normally fit into. And it was just time to do something different. So I've talked about this before, but I do quarterly time studies where 
If you haven't done a time study, I talk about it more in different episodes. Also in our free workbook, you can find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. And I just looked at my time and said, okay, I don't have anything on this schedule for me. I have stuff for my family, stuff for my work, stuff for my animals, my relationships, my friendships, but there's nothing in here that's filling me up and contributing to my well-being, you know, filling my cup first. So I did a couple things. I committed to, I follow Madeline Moves on Instagram and she has a challenge every year that she calls Tighter Together and it's 30 days. So I committed to this 30 day, 30 minutes a day challenge because I knew I needed to get back into the habit and I knew that would give me the space to figure out where the habit was going to fit in my calendar because I really didn't know is this going to be like, I wake up first thing in the morning and do this? Is it going to be in the afternoon? Is it going to be after dinner? I needed that information for myself to be able to plan for the rest of my days. So I started doing that. And then I also pulled out, I had an old, it's called a push journal from Shailene Johnson. If you don't know, she is magic with social media. She has a impact Academy that teaches all about social media. And she's very vocal about having ADD. And so she created this journal to keep her on track. And I found that plugging in my priorities for the day and those things have to get checked off before the rest of the stuff on the list got checked off. And you can imagine my goals were physical health and self-care. And I'm not one that's a big proponent of self-care in the sense of that looks like painting your nails or going to the salon or putting on a face mask. For me, those things always feel like an extra chore that I don't particularly enjoy and I don't have time for. However, I stretch the definition to make it so if I floss my teeth, (laughs) self-care. If I wash my face, self-care. If I read a chapter of a book, self-care. Like, you know, you can imagine, you can fit a lot of stuff in there, but it was really any kindness to myself, my physical body, my emotional body. Like it was just those things in that category. And I might, you know, jot a little note about which ones or one that I achieved that day. So those were really helpful in getting me started and keeping me on track. And as happens when you are looking to start a new habit or you're interested, like it's coming your way, I was lucky enough to listen to a talk with Kate Northrup who talked about how it's, she pointed to a study that talks about how you're 70% more productive when you exercise. And if there was nothing else on the days where I just really didn't want to do it, I just told myself, you're going to get so much more done in a much better quality way if you take the time to do this. And so when I couldn't like dredge up that motivation for my own self, you know, when you first start and you're seeing no results and you're just like, why am I doing this? That kept me going. And anecdotally, really, I do feel a lot more energetic. I feel like I get more done. I feel like I'm clear mentally. So all of those things for me have proven true. I also added back in my happy hobby. I'm calling it. I picked up knitting. My kids go to a Waldorf type school and they're and Waldorf is what I affectionately call like more on the crunchy granola side. So my kids know how to knit and I wanted to keep up with them. I wanted to help them with their projects. So I started it and really 
while I was growing my business and while things were so busy, didn't devote much, if any time to it. So I really, for myself, started making time to do something creative, to stretch my brain in other ways outside of the business. And it's just been such a joy. I really, I love it. So going back a little bit to the previous topic about just COVID and the pandemic in general, I realized that my mindset through that had been very reactive. While I'd like to think that I could label that as very flexible, it was also still flexible in reaction to what was happening in the world around us because things were open, things were closed, we're doing this, we're doing that. It felt like sometimes every day or every week, the rules about the institutions that we participate in, as well as, you know, what was safe or unsafe to do with our friends, our family, were changing. And at the end of 2021, it became apparent that I was in a very much like stress-induced reactive mode, just like waiting for the other shoe to always drop. And so part of shifting out of that for me was the work that I did in the inner voice facilitator training and with those facilitators and those, that program and that community, tuning back in, getting quiet, finding time to be in nature, moving my body, all those things help me connect and sort of start to shed that stress and that way of thinking that's been so front and center for the last several years. So now I'm really enjoying digging back into project plans, looking ahead, making sure that everything's outlined. We know what we need to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And I've been finding great joy in living from a place where I'm looking forward to things, not reacting to things. Another shift from the business perspective is I got very clear about who I want to work with. And I know this is an evolving process for all of us, but I think sometimes for me, even my ego would get involved because there are absolutely incredible people that reach out and connect that it's just, I would love to work with them. I think it would be incredible. And when I looked at the type of business they had, the schedules that they have for launches or products, the size of the team, lots of different things and factors. But when I really looked at what would fit into my life now and my lifestyle, I found that I was saying no to many more clients than I had done in the past. And only when I feel the absolute hell yes is when I bring in a new client at this point. And that has shifted so many things. I've also not been scared to say yes when people reach out for alternate services that feel really aligned and exciting. For example, coaching. I have people reach out to me privately for coaching, whether that's the inner voice deep dive work or whether that's just like life and business strategy and let's get this figured out. Instead of You guys might not know, I trained to be a certified life coach 10 years ago. And then at that time, I just didn't have the knowledge or ability to build that type of a business online and started having kids and just set it aside. So that training has been there and served me really well, I think, with my clients and community. But to be able to have my own coaching clients has been outside of the box, a lot of fun and 
being willing to take on projects like that has definitely been an amazing shift. I think one of the last things that I wanted to share is taking action in the last half of last year on lots of different things, including the podcast was such a transformational tool in many ways, because as you know, I did my first beta launch of the hiring course last year. And there was a lot of things that in retrospect were off with that. I didn't do enough research. The content was there, but the messaging wasn't there. The length of the program, in my opinion, was too long. There was just things that I really wanted to tweak, but having the podcast and getting practice, talking to you guys, sitting down to write outlines for shows and having these words and these just paragraphs and paragraphs of information pour out, it just shifted my perspective on what I had to share. And as you know, sometimes we just have a hard time seeing outside of our own bottles, right? There might be a label on the outside, but we can't read it from the inside. And so developing the course, really pouring what I know into those modules and getting that practice. And then the same thing with the podcast, getting to share and talk about things that I'm most passionate about that I have a strong point of view on has been such a great exercise and so much fun. I feel like I trust myself enough now that I'm saying in public what I've been saying to my coaching clients and my OBM clients in private for years now. So that's been a really positive and fun shift. So I think in summary, the combination of all of those things, tuning into my own intuition deeper and more than I ever had before, making my health the non-negotiable priority in my life, investing my time and energy into a hobby that brings me so much joy and happiness consciously shifting from reactive to proactive mode and then deepening my confidence in myself while at the same time making sure that myself and my team are having fun and looking at where we can take the rules out of things to really deeply enjoy what we're doing. I think all of that has brought me to where I'm at today, which is a really happy, centered, good place for 2022. I hope some of these tips were helpful to you. I hope talking this out gave you some ideas or things that maybe you could look at to adjust or to examine in your life to bring yourself the same kind of peace and happiness that we all deserve. And if you like this episode, we're doing some really fun things in April 2022. This isn't like, oh, you can't, I can't tell you but I'm working on something quote big behind the scenes. No, that's a rule that I'm going to break because I like to know (laughs) and I don't want to wait. So we're bringing you a micro audio summit, which is just really a very small focus group of audio only interviews that will be delivered straight to wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can get a high value and take action on what you're listening to as opposed to you know, sometimes those larger summits with 20 or 40 or 60 people where you couldn't possibly gather and listen to all those episodes if you tried, if you made it your full-time job. So we're hosting that completely free and we'll also do a little mini series in April about all about hiring. So if you want to bring on someone to your team, if you have a client that 
wants or needs to make some additional hires. We're coming through with some great episodes all about that. So once again, I am absolutely grateful that you joined today and that you've allowed me to be in your earbuds. I hope we get to connect soon.